This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. little brief little chat as well um i mean today there's been news that chad evans is going to oldham oh oops sorry no he's not going to oldham anymore um you know i i i i just for the lack of it just don't know how oldham and everyone has just got themselves into the situation because it's an absolute and total pr disaster it's almost like they didn't sit down with their pr people with anybody thinking about this and didn't understand there's going to be a complete and utter shitstorm that is going to be flying around the whole of the UK. They thought they'd be able to ride it out, and they obviously haven't. So they've done a U-turn on this whole Ched Evans thing. But um, I know that you've had a little bit of a thought, Nick, on a, a recent statement that's been made on Ched Evans. What's that all about? Well, I mean, I just think his apology today smacks of expediency. And then for Gordon Taylor to come out and um, compare the the... the the, the goings on and uh, and what we are discovering with um, what happened or no what didn't happen at Hillsborough but what came out over the years about what went on at Hillsborough just to link the two is just so out of touch that um, I mean if I were a professional footballer I'd be calling for the resignation of my union chief tonight immediately you know how much do you want to defend and protect something just for defense and protection sake you know so some some people are just really guilty of bad things and they, they need to they need to pay the consequences of that and you know for, for a football club to to, to kind of to, to to let the carrot what I mean, what is the carrot that's being dangled in front of them it's, it's kind of like he was a he was a mildly successful striker at a league one team would you, would you want to jeopardise all the good work that your community team do, all the good work that your know, generations of fans have built up, traditions of your club? Do you want? Do you really want to risk all that for for one cancerous individual? You know, whether you know, let, let's put aside whether someone deserves a second chance or not. You know, that's kind of irrelevant to this. You know, what is important is whether a football club will really willingly, knowingly risk. Everything for for what? But for one player, and even if he scores thirty goals a game, he still is going to follow him around for the whole of his career. You wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. 
what worries me is that it's football yet again, thinking that it's bigger than society in some way. Um, I mean, football rip does have an image problem um, amongst a lot of people outside the game and indeed those of us who love and follow the game as well sometimes. And I think what this message sends out is that footballers can do what they like, can say what they like, they are a special breed of person. Um, football clubs have no role in the wider social communities, they have a role, they don't see themselves playing any form of uh, educational um, role to, to improve and help people in the community. They're just wiping their hands of all of that for the sake of what could be a few cheap goals that might just about ensure they remain in League One. That's what Oldham seems to be up to at the moment. I mean, we, we were going to sort of discuss this in a couple of weeks' time, along with a couple of other subjects. But I said, while we're on the roll, we might as well, you know, might as well carry on. Um, I mean, the first thing I'll say in defence, and this is me being a devil's advocate here, in defence of Gordon Taylor, uh, he has. Um, on the whole, done the right thing because his job is to, uh, he's meant to act on behalf of his players. So he's acting on behalf of his players of what he feels right. And if you're a part of the union, you think, I need to go to my union boss, I need to act on, I need to, this person's got to act on behalf of me in the, in the right type of way. And I think he's doing that within the boundaries of the company that he works for. Um, I, I think that flip side though, the latest comment where he's actually drawn a parallel between Hillsborough and the Ched Evans scenario is slightly out of taste because a the, the Hillsborough situation is kind of like you know that is just that's just going a little bit too far. That is a very 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 sensitive subject, and whatever happens at Hillsborough, um, comparing it to somebody who was found guilty of raping a woman is is that is out of order as far as we're concerned, and, and, and Mr. Taylor has to look at himself there. Um, Sorry, Bill, can I come in there? Because, I mean, what Bill Ta what Taylor has done is he should be advising his member to go away, keep his head down, serve out the rest of his sentence, because remember that Chet Evans is only out on licence. He hasn't yet completed his full sentence. Uh, go and do some form of community work. Uh, go away or even just go away and learn and understand about the damage that he has done to um, football in society, to the damage that he has inflicted on, this, on, on the victim in, in this, the victim's family and everybody um, involved and surrounding her. Ched Evans should just sort of disappear, go away, do his time, um, and he is still doing time as I said before, uh, and come back, and then we can have a discussion about whether he's the right person, whether it's right that he returns to football. But at the moment, he's still serving his sentence, and you know he could easily be locked up, and he wouldn't be able to play football then, could he? I mean, you know, as a as a union person, it, you know, he he should realise that it's, it's not his job to defend every single member. It's about it's about collective bargaining. It's about it's doing the right thing for the for, for everyone. You know, sometimes that, that he has to say, "You are undefendable." So, some members are undefendable, or you know, within a, a union, there are instances where someone does something that is completely unacceptable, and they have to bear the consequences of the management in a workplace. But in this case, the law. <laughs> you know, he is convicted convicted rapist. 
I, th I mean, I think that, and Nick touched on it a little bit earlier, I think there is a bigger picture in this whole football scenario. And I think where the problem lies is that no one's actually really taken responsibility. Um, football's a very male-dominated, run-by-men society. So we've got this scenario where maybe this wasn't thought of. But surely, if football doesn't want to get shitstorms like this happening all the time, somebody should sit down and say, right, these are going to be the rules. If clubs are going to be coming and bringing players in, these are the rules that we operate in as a football association or Premier League or Football League. The clubs need to get the players to abide by these certain rules that, that happen here. And if these things don't happen, these will be the, the consequences, whether or not they get immediately dismissed or whether or not they need to go on some sort of kind of program, whether or not they need to go away for a certain amount of time, whether they get fined. I mean, I don't know what it is, but surely the football clubs should be, um, the, the, the authorities should be setting themselves a precedent as to what exactly should happen in particular scenarios when certain serious incidents happen so that when footballers actually step into clubs they know what they're getting into they think tell you something if I get caught doing this X is gonna happen I'm, I'm gonna lose my job or I'm gonna have to do community service for two years or I'm gonna have to just you know work as a dinner person in this local school or whatever it may be I've got no idea but surely this would mean that the football uh, authorities are taking responsibility over this rather than just say, go on clubs, just do what you want. Because at the end of the day, most of the clubs will just do whatever they can do to see if they can get another three points. Not most of them, but some of them who don't necessarily exhibit this kind of moral standing. What I don't understand is why this isn't bringing the game into disrepute. We see managers and footballers uh, charged almost on a weekly basis by the FA and by the Premier League or whatever for... Um, comments that they make about you know possible cheating or diving or minor incidents um, and they get landed with huge great fines I mean this the whole Chet Evans case all it has done is has brought the game into disrepute um, and somebody should be saying to this man you know go away and I think actually Billy you had a good point there is perhaps he could go away and start developing some education courses that when he's served his sentence he could then be brought into clubs around the country to talk to young footballers about the implications of what they will get into if they don't behave themselves. Um, the trouble, trouble, you know. trouble is he won't, he won't get cleared you know he's on sexual offence. <clears throat> Won't get anywhere anywhere near a young person, you know. And it, it just you know it draws me back to that football in the community. Every football club has got this football in the community scheme, and what they do is they try and link the positives and of the football club and the traditions of the football club with um, the, the the core values and the and the identity of the area that where it's based, and what. What what this Evans situation is doing is smacking Oldham's community scheme fully in the mouth and saying we don't care about all the positives. We are gonna risk all of that for pot. We're gonna pin all our hopes on someone that we might be picking up someone on the cheap here. It's desperate. It really is desperate. And you know, desperate clubs deserve desperate players. And you know it, it's it's a horrible, horrible situation. You've got Je you know you've got Jess Ennis threatening to walk away from Sheffield United, where you know because of he he was going to go back there. That didn't happen. Everywhere he goes, it's going to follow him around. Um, he's going to end up in a, with a, the the most desperate of clubs, and you know there will be a perfect match. I'm sure.
Jake, I take your point about the, the sort of the under-16s or the under-18s, in fact, that he won't be able to touch, but I think all four of us sat around this table know of footballers aged 20, 21 or so who, are, who go off the rails. Um, they suddenly get huge contracts, they get a lot of money, um, they think they are Billy, Billy, Billy Big Bollocks, they make all sorts of um, rash decisions in their life. Um, I mean, there was one who scored a hat-trick at the weekend who questions, last weekend who questions are being asked about, aren't there? And well, I think we've had a couple down at Brentford who I think could be um, considered to have possibly had too much too young. That's the type of person that possibly Chet Evans could, could, could get into if he were properly guided and properly taught. And what, whether, what the PFA have been doing to reach out to those type of people, I would like to know that as well, because uh, there's no evidence that they're working or succeeding. Um, what I also think is, and what's very important, is that with football, flying the word around called diversity, it's a word that some people get really bored of, but forget the word diversity, think about football for all is what I like to say. Basically anyone, we, want, we like to see anyone down at Griffin Park, anyone, you just all come along. The fact is that, what to me, what's happened with this whole Chet Evans thing and the way that football in general has dealt with it, sends a really bad message out to, to women in general, right, because they're saying, you ain't really talking to me because you don't really give a monkey's, like, you know, you're just going, ah, it's all a bit of hijinks that, you know, he got in there, got in a bit of a room with a couple of his mates, shagged her and, oh, it's not a problem. They're, they're sitting down there and... You know, I'm, I've spoken to women about it, and they're like, to be quite honest with you, take it or leave it. You know, you said, come down to the game, and they said, well, you know, football doesn't really talk to me. It's still very, very kind of closed, very male. And the fact is that if football is serious about kind of reaching out and giving messages to different groups, they know, need to know how to talk to different groups and deal with things in the right way. And the fact is that messages with this whole Chad Evans thing isn't sending the right messages out to females to actually try and pull in more people through their gates and it might be fine for Arsenal's and your Man United's who are full up, full up every week but for your clubs which are smaller which are desperately to try and bring in new people through the gates you need to start thinking about how you're reaching out to your new audiences. Well I mean the trouble is um, football clubs will use the engagement reaching out not reaching out to suit them at any given stage and sometimes they'll be seen to be really proactive and trying to engage with the with, with the fans and in other times they really won't care um, there's no there's no consistency um, and you know you know Oldham need to get a grip and um, it looks like they have but you know it will roll on someone someone else will be interested tomorrow I just think one thing One thing I can't see is I don't see Oldham saying, you know what, we thought about this and we've realised that we made a mistake and we shouldn't have tried to employ Chet Evans. What they've said is we're not employing him because of all the abuse and the threats we've had. Can I, make one, can I make one final point from my hypothetical question because we know it will never happen. The four of us go follow Brentford home and away. What if in a different life, Brentford said, okay, we're going to take it, we're going to sign Ched Evans. Would you give up your season ticket? Would you go to stop going to the games? I think I would be, I think I would certainly would in this case. I've not gone to Brentford games for less than that. I, I mean, I, mean I, I, I would as well, you know, feel quite strongly against that. I just think it would be just a completely deflatory 
gesture where everything would just be hollow. You know, nothing would ever make sense ever again. You know, it, it had a 125-year do that was, you know, a charity charity event for the for the community scheme, and you would just kind of question why would you do that and then do this. No, nothing would ever make sense again. And you know, I think it would just burst the bubble completely. I just, I, I Brentford wouldn't do it, so it's not even worth considering. But you know, five years ago we may have done. That's the worrying thing. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.